0: hello everyone welcome to another episode of CIR Realty Business Mastery we have three amazing individuals with us today and we're so grateful to have them on because we are going to be talking about open houses which in my opinion is a foundational piece of almost any real estate business Um, maybe people don't do them now but you probably started your career with them and it's something that i really really recommend so we're going to talk to um, all these uh, great people who are all top producers. Um, first of all, and all of them are CIR realtors. So, first of all, welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you. Thanks, Lindsay. So, I want to introduce everybody here. Um, first of all, we have, uh, Rob Coffin at the end. Um, Rob is, uh, in, been in real estate for 18 years, in his 18th year. Um, built his business a ton through Sphere of Influence, uh, open houses as well, and even done some internet lead. Um, stuff as well. And he's a crazy Harley guy. Um, he's a biker, which I could tell the second you see him. <laughs> so um, awesome. I've seen some of your photos, some of your posts, uh, things like that. So uh, if you have anything about Harleys or you're looking for someone to ride with, Rob's your guy. I um, also want to welcome Donna Delaney, cool. who... Uh, Donna has an accent, she is Scottish, <laughs> and we love her. Um, so Donna's been in real estate nine years in February, yep. coming up here, which I actually think this might air in February, so it might be February right now. And obviously repeat and referral to the point that you had, um, Donna's been one of our top producers many, many years in a row, and you said that only three of your deals this year was not repeat yep. and referral. Yep. Awesome, and okay. another fun fact about Donna, 48 first cousins.
1: Yep. <laughs> That,
0: that's that's insane. So all <laughs> back, all back in, in the motherland, back in uh in, in oh, Scotland. All over the world, actually. Really.
2: New Zealand, and um, Australia, England, the States.
0: That's oh. that's crazy. Um. Family reunions are busy, <laughs> busy. And uh, we have uh, Derek Timmons, and hey, guys. Derek, welcome to the show. Thank and you. Derek's got a cool story because. uh Derek's been licensed since 2017, but really full time in the business since last April. Yep. And we were saying that um, he were talking. He did three transactions from January to April this year, or January to basically April, yep. and then he went full time and banged off 22 transactions mm-hmm. just like that. Yep. In what is supposed to be the slower part of the year. Um, so Derek has. Been one of Cir's rising stars, and has ambitions that are like this, and a work <laughs> ethic that's like this. So a lot of great things. And fun fact, you're a drummer. Yes, and fully
3: ambidextrous. Yep, I can use my left and my right the same. Awesome. It's crazy. That's crazy. That is <laughs> that is
0: awesome. Um, maybe that I'll manifest into. Well, the key at open houses
3: is to make sure some's left, some's right. I wonder if I could use two cell phones at the same time That's right. to increase productivity. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Perfect. Well, welcome, everybody, to the show. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us.
0: Okay. So let's dive into it first. Rob, uh, kick it off with you. Um, why do you
1: love open houses overall, or oh, the overall gist of it? Open houses have been a, a good way to meet people and showcase the property. Ever since I started, I've always been doing it. Uh, some years it's better than others, uh, but uh, you can get extra value on open houses that you don't get if you don't have an open house. Uh, maybe later in the discussion, you can ask me about how I've sold lots of open houses where I had no showings and I got maximum dollar. And if I would have not done those open houses, that wouldn't have happened. And there's also a ton of people that are like lifetime clients I've met at open houses. So there's a I still do them today, and the last couple of years, I kind of wished I hadn't a lot. I could be out riding my bike, but then all of a sudden, uh, you get one that just goes, wow, this is why yeah. I'm doing this. So you're nuts not to do it. Let me say that. And and,
0: and I, I like what you said, because lots of times when we talk about open houses nowadays, it's it's a good opportunity to pick up clients. But you're talking about, and we are going to get into this because we, we chatted a little bit before this, but you actually have some strategies to get the house sold at the open house, which is obviously... An incredible opportunity for the the sellers. Donna, what about for you? What about, um, you know, why do you love open houses overall?
2: Same as Rob, I think it's a great opportunity to showcase your listings and the work that you put into it. Perfect for picking up new clients. Um, They can see all the work and effort that you've put into it. Nice. And they want to work with realtors who are going to do exactly the same thing
0: now quick follow-up on that mm-hmm. do you do you get your listings staged or do you help your clients through that process of preparing it i do or choose so you do do that process as well
2: yeah i do everything so i go in and i'll i'll go in and i'll say well you should do this this, this and this yeah. and then i stage it myself
0: nice mm-hmm. nice and that, that's good added value yep. for, for clients as well and um what i like about that as you mentioned is if people see the work you're doing, and mm-hmm. we know we we're talking about yep. out there, uh, hitting the streets, walking neighborhoods, delivering invites. If people see that kind of work, I think they're like, I want to work. With you. Can yeah. you do that for me? Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, that's super powerful. Yep. Awesome. And Eric, same question. Why do you love open houses?
3: I love them because when I started in the business, obviously uh, going full time last year, I didn't have a huge marketing budget. Uh, and I don't have to throw out a ton of investments to do an open house. And I don't need any listings myself. So when I came to CIR and I met uh, other agents like Natalie Berthume, who has you know 10 listings or whatever at any given time, she can't do all those open houses by herself you yeah. know, in a weekend. Um, and so it benefits her, uh, like you know, if I was doing an open house for Donna, it would benefit her sellers, it would benefit me. Uh, and I was taught that uh, people come into open houses for one of three reasons, to buy a house, to sell a house, or to find a realtor. Now, if they don't buy that house that you're in, I can help them with all three of those other things. And so for a few hours of my time on a weekend, I can develop a client list uh, where I really, as a brand new person, I don't have repeat and referral. I did zero repeat and referral last, well not, refer- I did have a few referrals, but I had yeah. zero repeat last year. You started, yeah, you're exactly, newer in so, the business. So. so, but I can do as many open houses as I can handle and I don't have to spend a ton of money on it. Yeah, yeah. So that helps. That's awesome, and one
0: of the things I love, is we were kind of joking about this beforehand, we talked about the number of transactions <laughs> that you, you banged off late in the year. Um, is you, we sometimes, we, as, as more experienced realtors, we rely on repeat and referral, and then you come in and eat the lunch of, <laughs> of, of a few realtors, right? Exactly. It's like you went out there and you, you ate our lunch sometimes, <laughs> and it's, um, and I love saying that because I talk to experienced realtors, like if we get back to basics, get back to what we're doing, then we can prevent the, the new superstars like yourself from eating our lunches. <laughs> so, so I, I love that though, I love that. Um, okay, so now some listings are better than others for open houses. Um, and Donna, it sounds like, I'm going to start with you on this, uh, it sounds like you're choosing, um, obviously, your own listings. Um, what do you think makes a good property to sit an open house at? How, how do you choose, or what's your mentality around that, selecting the right open house here? It's a Saturday, you might have multiple listings. Yep. Which one are you going to sit at?
2: Uh, probably if it's my own listing, maybe the one that's most recent. Right? On the market, so, yep. yeah. The freshest one. I, the freshest. If I was um, sitting for someone else, then I'd be looking for something that's well presented. Okay, right. so in
0: terms of like the photos, the way that it looks like there? Or... Yeah,
2: totally. So if you look at photographs and they look amazing in the pictures, yeah. then it looks as if the house is going to look amazing whenever you get in there as well, right? As opposed to beds not properly made, not properly staged. I think it's really important that. have the presentation right and it's teamwork it's not just about the agent making sure it's staged it's the sellers as well
0: yeah and derek um if you don't have any listings uh or you know especially early in your career and now everything you know now um, obviously being busier what did you find made a great house to sit how did you choose that that open house
3: um that's a great question i i want to stick in airdrie because i live there and I, i really know that market well so there's been opportunities where I have had my own listings that were say in Cranston or Okotokes. And I've actually had other agents work those ones while I do eight uh, open houses for other agents in Airdrie. Yeah. Um, because I wanna stay in my market. And it's not that I don't want to work in those areas, but if I meet a buyer, I don't wanna be driving to the south end all the time with those people. So I like to stay close to home, yeah. especially too if you're doing multiple open houses in a day, which I did last year, I would do Four on a weekend: two Saturday, two Sunday. Love it. You have an hour in between. You got to set up those signs and move. Um, so proximity is big for me, and then uh, price point. Perfect is a big one for me. Nice, um,
0: and, and I like that where you sort of use it as this. We're going to talk more about that, but this sort of guerrilla farming opportunity. Again. Yeah, you get your signs out there, and people know you in air. Totally, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's great, Rob. Um, how are you choosing open houses?
1: Well, I typically like to do my own. I've tried doing a couple of uh, other people's open houses and that didn't work well for me because I wanted to change everything they had going to my way. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm like Donna. I uh, home stage most of myself. I do pictures we can talk about more later. Uh, good price point point. Uh, and the first or second open house is when you're going to get all the action and traction normally out of people. You know, you have to have it look right or you don't look good, yeah. right?
0: nice, yeah, I, and that's and that's good when you when you when you think about the standpoint okay. of, I'm sitting in this house, and um, it's almost a reflection of your personal brand as mm-hmm. well. Sure, yeah. and it's one thing to have. I mean, vacant houses are obviously tough, but even then, it's like staging a couple of rooms in a vacant mm-hmm. house ain't bad. But um, if I like where you, if you present yourself in a certain way, making sure that you're in that listing, and there's lots of realtors that are posting up. Any like, can you place an open house this weekend? Mm-hmm. It's like. Well, what are your sellers going to do to stack yeah. the deck in our favor? And is it going? Am I going to look bad when I get there? And maybe showing up in an open house a little bit early to try to make your best of a bad situation sometimes mm-hmm. is important. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Uh, Derek, kicking off with you. Let's talk about getting traffic. Let's start with bringing people into the open house. Um, what has um, I know you have some some new stuff you're working on, yes, um, which is awesome. Talk historically for a second here. Sure. Um, about uh, what you did to get traffic, and then maybe give us a glimpse into what's coming.
3: So obviously everyone knows you're we're, we're going to advertise that on Matrix yep. uh, for public wide, so it goes on to realtor.ca. We get a lot of traffic from that.
0: What, what do you mean by advertise? What do you what do in there? We're
3: not necessarily advertised, but you just list it as an open house okay. that's being run. Yep. Um, and you want to do that as soon as you can. Because the, the more days that's sitting on realtor.ca or Matrix, the more opportunity you have for people to see it set it as a reminder to come on Saturday or Sunday and then show up, so that's a big one. But um, I like to run sponsored ads on yeah. Facebook and target it into the area. You can spend $30 and hit, let's call it, and just don't quote me on these numbers, but 30,000 news feeds. Now we know the people in the news feeds on Facebook yeah, it's are impressions. scrolling it, it right sees past. past it, yeah. But if you, see, if you get 30,000 impressions and five of those people, it catches their attention and one of them shows up, that $30 investment could end up being a, a buyer. Yeah. So yeah. that's huge. Uh,
0: do you, do you, When people come to the open house, do you track it? 100%. Do you ask them the question, like, I yeah. hear about the open house? Yeah,
3: everything that happens when I do an open house, from the time you step in the door and start untying your shoes to the time you tie them back up and leave, is 100% scripted. I've practiced, <laughs> it's i <laughs> It's like walking <laughs> in Disneyland. <It's> yeah. like. <laughs> no, I, I mean, it's very ninja, but I, I could do it in my sleep, and I, I seriously, like, i practiced it with my son, with my mom. Because I don't want to, A, get out of bed and waste my time. I don't want to look foolish, and I want to be effective. So uh, my open houses are very strategic.
0: Okay, so let's we'll come back to that. Okay. We'll come back to that. Uh, Rob, let's move over to you. What do you found has worked? What do you do to get more traffic?
1: Okay, well, uh, you know, I, I do what Donna does. I help stage the house. I, I do pictures, and I do a lot of extra things with the pictures to make the house pop. I try to list a house on, say... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you know, it's on uh, the open house at Matrix, but the first words are open house Saturday cap, the letters, asterisks, and and that makes a big difference. And, uh, you know, if you have the house looking right, you put it on at the right time of the week, doesn't even really have to be the right price. It's not always the best price either if you can make the house look right. I get people coming into my open houses and they they go, Rob, I saw your pictures and I just had over or yeah. when I was doing more videos dude I saw the tube 10 times I had to come and take a look and then I do what Derek does maybe not enough I'm probably learning from him uh I do quiz these people when they come in you know just try to be nice oh how are you doing today here's a feature sheet did you see it online or are you just driving by and I try to figure out if they're a neighbor or if they're a serious buyer but yeah. you know and then you can figure out uh you know where you got the traffic Facebook the you know matrix uh and another thing is to. uh you do it a little earlier in the week. Uh, I noticed on Realtor.ca, uh, that's really picked up with people looking. When i have on Matrix and I've got like zero views on my listings, I might have 30 on uh, Realtor.ca. Those people are going to an open house. Yeah. The Realtor clients are not coming, obviously. You know, and uh, start out like that, get it going. And, and plus, uh, my signs, I totally changed them. I made my signs all different colors with my name and phone number very large. So when they see the crazy signs, they just uh, keep going and it ends up at me, Hmm. just something completely different than anybody else. And when you're working uh, neighborhoods, I did some uh, work in some neighborhoods consistently and uh, the signs help. And uh, I've had people come to the open house and go, uh, we just came over because your open house ours is listed on the block. we saw your pictures, your video we saw how you're presenting this place. How do we get rid of our realtor and get you? Huh. you know <laughs> and, I, and I've had people come over and uh, we've seen your signs every weekend. can you please come and list our house? Yeah. you know I've had lots of that in the last nice. couple of years, not so much, but it's definitely still there. yeah, awesome
0: it. and Donna, that's uh that's similar you're saying again you presented so well um, that that people want to work with you yeah I hope Tell, so. now, <laughs> Trust me, they do. Your results <laughs> speak for that. Um, now, so tell us a little bit about um, traffic for you, bringing traffic in. What what works well for you?
2: I don't do anything different. Like, I have Matrix, yep. Facebook, put it on Facebook, put it on my business page. Um, try not to, like, overshare on my personal page, even though on my personal page I've got loads of clients on there, right? Yeah. But I kind of feel as if, and I read something today somewhere, I can't remember if someone put it on the Facebook page or whatever, about over like advertising between your personal and your business, um, but I don't think I would be as successful if it wasn't for my personal uh, Facebook page because I've had loads of referrals from it. People see how well you're doing, people see your marketing, same as Rob, um, and they want to work with you.
0: Well, And people know you're, you're, I mean, this is not a Facebook you know conversation, but I just want to say you you do a nice job of balancing your personal. And you're a professional mm-hmm. as well. It's like, I we, I know you're yeah. a, a, an authentic human being yeah. at the same time. It's like, but you're a professional and you get the job yeah. done. And that yeah. matters. And, and I think that the, the conversation here is, is, is cool because people forget a lot of times that, um, especially now in today's day and age, um, you know, we're going to talk about signage in a second here. Um, Derek, Derek's got a lot of signs, but, um, but we go through and we say, um, you know, if you put it on realtor.ca, the photos look great and they know there's an open house. Mm-hmm. If they saw that listing on a Wednesday, they'll say, you know what? Let's if we're going to be in the neighborhood on Saturday, let's go ahead. We don't need to yeah. call anybody because they say that 74% of the time when someone sees a listing on Realtor.ca, the next step they take is they don't inquire, inquire on it, they drive by the property. And if there can be an open house there, that's where they're yeah. going to gonna come through. Yeah. Um, we just did our property selling it and did the same thing listed on a Thursday morning. Um, had the open house there, and we had uh, three people that were, you know, contacting and saying, "Hey, you know, let us know if there's any offers." My clients come through the open house So the client saw it, said, yep. "Hey, we're going to be doing this," and we actually able to get them in, um, creating the opportunity to get to get them in early and, and sold it. But people see it online more than yep. more than anything. Now, Derek, let's go back to you for one second because um, you're taking a new approach with some signage yep. to drive some
3: traffic. Can you yep. share a bit about that? So I printed 30 open house signs okay. uh, and I had a design made up that uh, is really bright and it pops, it's got the logos on it, and it has the time of the open house printed right on the sign. Yeah. Uh, and so I decided instead of doing four in a weekend, I'm only going to do two in a weekend now, but I'm going to be more strategic about what I'm doing for each one. Okay. So I'm only doing open houses from one to four. Okay. And I'm going to set up the signs at seven in the morning so that people driving by can see. And if there's 30 of them, There's two things that I anticipate will happen. A, it'll drive more traffic, or B, someone might be so impressed by how many signs I set up that they might call me and (laughs) ask me to sell their house. Um, But what I started thinking when I was switching in between open houses and I had 15 minutes before I had to set up and do the open house to set up five signs, I'm like, I might as well not even do this. Um, What is five signs for 15 minutes going to do to get people into the house? So I started thinking of ways outside the box.
0: And what I like about that too is that we have this sort of you know, rather than doing a bus bench or rather than doing these things, these open house signs speak on our behalf too. People see them and they see your name in the neighborhood. And especially if you have a few listings or you're sitting it consistently, then
3: it's basically free advertising. Just to add to that, like you were saying about the people that do the drive-bys, what I did now also is I printed two sign toppers, one that says open house Saturday 1 to 4 and open house Sunday 1 to 4. Yeah. So whatever, obviously, listing you're doing that day, you put that on on a Tuesday or a Wednesday and then the neighbors see it people that might be interested driving by, they see it. And I mean, if that brings one more person to the open house, that $15 investment was worth it.
0: Let's talk about hours and days of the week. This will be quick, but um, Rob, which, um, which hours do you prefer? Which days of the week do you prefer?
1: Uh, I do Saturday and Sunday. And if I'm doing two open houses a day, I do like 11 to one and then two to four. Okay. But a lot of times I shoot for two to four. I, I'm, I'm all over the place, depending on the neighborhood. But afternoon for sure, weekend for sure.
0: How do you feel about Mondays of long weekends?
1: Uh, I've wasted a lot of time on long weekends doing open houses uh, that I really wished I didn't, and I will try and try again, but I notice those are the worst times for me. It's my success rate's been low on long weekends, very low. Maybe winter typically.
0: Maybe winter's when you can't have your bike out.
1: Yeah. Well, it's yeah. <laughs> always in the summer when I want to ride my bike That's and right. I'm doing the <laughs> open houses.
0: That's awesome. Donna, um, same question, time of the day, days of the week.
2: Saturday, Sunday, one till four. Yeah. And I've tried Fridays before um, in newer communities and put like boards right up next to the show home boards, thinking that folk who are maybe going down to see the show home, but the show home's closed will come to my open house. Guess what? No one came. Yeah. Right? So it was like dead as a doornail. So Fridays, it wasn't successful for me. It might be successful for other people, but for me, uh, Saturday, Sunday.
1: Yep,
3: fair. Same for me. So again, you were Saturday, talking Saturday. 1 to 4. Yeah, Yeah, perfect, perfect.
0: And the other thing, too, is it's a little bit like when I first saw the auto malls in Calgary. Like, you go down to Deerfoot, like, well, why would I want to be raped right by my competitors? Mm-hmm. But you do sometimes, And if, if, the, if the general realtor body is saying, hey, we're going to do ours from 1 to 4 and stuff, then it's nice because everybody's out looking, and then they'd come in and come yep. to other people's open houses as well. And especially if you guys are good at what you do, mm-hmm. which you all are, then you set yourself apart by simply being there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great that's great. Um, okay well let's talk about what you bring, uh, what you bring in open house and, and Donna will start with you. So you're going to the open house, what do you think um, the, the, the giveaways or what, what kind of materials are you preparing or bringing to it?
2: So I'll always bring like um, personalized feature sheets and knowledge is key. Yeah. So I make sure I know all my stats um yeah. what's going on in the neighborhood, what's active, what's conditionally sold, What's recently sold, so I'll just make sure knowledge is key. Um, I always bring cupcakes. Nice. Cupcakes, okay. Cupcakes and water. Mm-hmm. And if I've got time, I'll grab coffees as well. But I think as long as you've got your branding and your knowledge, then that, for me, that's really important.
3: Perfect. Derek, what do you bring? Mm-hmm. I bring my laptop always. Um, on the off chance that someone wants to write an offer right there, you got it. But yeah. uh, And also it gets slow, so you can do some work while you're there. I bring a notebook for when people do come in, so that I can take notes while I'm ch- chatting with them. And I use that as a strategy, which I'm sure we're gonna get into later. Um, and then, yeah, just like don't have say in feature sheets, um, a few business cards. I like to only bring two or three business cards so that if they get given away, and someone asks me for one, then I have to get their phone number anyway. Yeah, so that's another clever. Sort of yeah. sneaky thing that I do. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's about it. No cupcakes. I have not yet done the cupcakes, but I (laughs) might try. That's right. Muffins, maybe. (laughs) Donuts from Timmy's.
0: That's awesome. Rob, how about yourself? (laughs) What kind of materials do you prepare?
1: For sure, personalized feature sheets. Uh, Secondly, always my iPad. Thirdly, I've been starting to bring my laptop because if I can engage somebody, and my deal with them is uh, if I can set up a search for somebody, that's how I initially... uh, Get going with people. Well, you know, you're just looking at uh, realtor.ca or somebody's website. Why don't I just send you a few listings, and they'll come as fast as the realtors get them. So that's helped a bit. But uh, and because Derek mentioned it, uh, in certain open houses, I have brought pre-filled out uh, purchase contracts, and I've had people sign them at the open house. Awesome. Well, and nice. that's
0: that's actually going to be. Well, um... oh, no, okay, we'll see. I got I got <laughs> one more question to ask before it. Well, actually, you know what? Maybe we just do it right now because. Because um, we mentioned you talked about uh, often, often it's just that you pick up buyers from open houses, and, and I actually sold one in five of my houses that I listed to someone that was introduced to the property at an open house. Now, whether they saw it on Realtor.ca or whether they would have gone with their realtor, I don't know. But twenty um, percent of them, I can trace it back to. Oh my gosh, I met that person at mm-hmm. the open house. Hmm. So, um, so that was a great stat, uh, but. When we, when we talk about picking up buyers, obviously that's the that's the primary thing. But Rob, you're talking about where you're getting success by selling the house at the open house. I have never had it where someone has walked in and said, can you write this up, rate this second? That never happened to be in my career. Um, tell me about, we're gonna talk about overall goal and strategy and the mentality. My mentality was always like, how do I become attractive to the people that I meet there? Of course, they wanna buy this house bonus, but 90% of my strategy was just show them other stuff. Um, tell me about your strategy here. Uh, you so used.
1: so what's happened is uh, over the years I got lucky a few times and sold the house at the open house and people ranted and raved about how nice the house was and I really didn't get any realtor traffic so I thought I got lucky but then I realized that it was the things I was doing that uh, did it and it wasn't uh, just a fluky thing and what I called it is uh developing a sense of urgency for the buyers and it does not work on every house for sure Sure. but I do a lot of my own photos and sometimes I get other people to do them but what I started doing is like you take a picture you need somebody's house that's pretty nice the house price doesn't have to be right they need some nice stuff that you can work with and stage and whatnot but when I take my pictures if there's like some artwork on the wall I go through it on photoshop and I pop all the artwork I pop all the accoutrements I pop the pillows on the couch, everything. So this stuff is just a little bit brighter and bolder, and you don't really notice. I think it's subliminal. Uh, I'll just give you a couple examples. Linwood Ridge, this realtor Marty from Remax, Rob, I can't sell this place. You know, what am I going to do? Well, a guy working for Jacobs from Vancouver pulled up and just bought it. You know, and boom, Marty's happy. So then a few months later, Jacobs, engineer, has no more job, and he calls me, and he's going, Rob, I just bought this house, and he paid too much for it, so I... Did my thing. I got him to spend about a 1000 bucks on things. I got him to spend 300 bucks painting the basement. I staged it. I took pictures. I took a video of the ridge. And I think it's kind of the wording that you put into your, uh, you know, paragraph that you do. And instead of, uh, you know, I talk about the flow in house and stuff. But I'm always looking for value. New furnace, new roof, new windows, newer stove. Just new, 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 new. And, for example, at that Linwood listing, it was overpriced. People just showed up all at the same time. I get people when they come in and they start to talk to me, I talk the house up, I I believe in the house. They're like, wow, this is great. This house is right on the ridge and blah, blah, blah. And I get them going and they're excited. Then all of a sudden a couple more people come in and they're looking pretty interested too. And I talk up all these people as they come in so the first or other people can hear me. And they start getting all like piranhas and giving each other the eye. And they they all look (laughs) like each, each other is gonna buy. I have people running to get their realtors so i did that i got this guy extra money you know and uh boom done but the last couple years it's been a lot tougher but uh my best example lately is in october i I had my worst year in years i'm just going to say that now it's different i'm already rolling this year but i got this listing in okotoks in westmount really nice place really nicely well done it had been on the market for pretty much two years and then i got it after it'd been off the market for about a year And I said, you know, Mr. Seller, you had good pictures, you had good this, you had good that. All I can do is do my magic. So I got pictures done, not my own, but I presented it the way I do. No showings, did an open house. Nobody came over except uh, a home inspector that was crying about that this was worse than being in the construction business. And (laughs) I'm going, oh, yeah. So then the next weekend, I do another open house, and, and this gal comes in with a big smiling face, and she says, Rob? you know, your listing looks so nice. I've been looking at it every day. I just sold my house today. I love this place. So she came in and I'm going, oh yeah, well, here's this, here's that, and here's all the things they've done. And we hit it off. Then another family comes rolling in with their mom and dad, same thing. They're looking like hot to go. So I just engaged them. And uh, lady one, she, she panicked. She tried hiding, (laughs) hiding in the closet, waiting these people out and it didn't work. She ran and got her husband and, uh, And then next thing you know, her realtor is phoning me. We got almost full price. I'm telling this realtor, I would never write on a house that I've never seen. I would probably go see it myself. But, you know, if you want to send me an offer, great. So we got the home inspection done and uh, they wanted a $5,000 reduction. There was nothing wrong with the house at all but they wanted a $5,000 reduction because cosmetically it looked different than when they were there at the open house. Right. And I told my sellers, look guys, you, you know I put stars in their eyes and, and did this. And uh, so we gave them a couple grand. And yeah. another one, uh, just another quick story, 2018, I have this doctor and his wife for two years, finally got him in their McMinnie Mansion in Verispa, Then they want me to sell their house. Very weird location in Dalhousie, but it's not in Dalhousie, 90s executive homes all worn out. Theirs was original, but very nicely well kept. Same thing. I did all the great pictures, got the wife to help me home stage it, big baby grand piano on the market a couple weeks, no showings. Let me do an open house. No, we're private. We don't want to. I talked her into doing it. It was full. So then I told her we got to take the price down, and and I did two more open houses. They were both full both times. No realtors whatsoever came. I sold it to people walking by. I had so much traffic in the open house at the third one, and I was had them all talked up, they're all looking at each other like, hey, you're not gonna get this house from me. These people walked in and said, Rob, we saw your traffic, and we're just going for a walk in a nice house, and uh, they left, and five minutes later they came back and said, you know, we're gonna, you're gonna think we're crazy, but we wanna buy this house. And I said, you know, sir, I had a guy here last weekend that said the same thing. I filled out an offer for him. I don't know his name, so I, that's vacant. The price is vacant. I just need to put a price in in your name, and it's your house. Done.
0: Nice. Done. <laughs> and I
1: have a whole bunch of those, and it just starts with the way I do the pictures, the way I word it, and it yeah. doesn't even have to be the right price. Does not work on every house, but I've done like a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Well, you know, some
0: things work sometimes, some things work other times. Yeah. So, um, so, so, Donna, tell me, you're 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 going to do an open house. Um, talk to me about your goal and your mentality going into that
2: so my goal would be building relationships yeah okay. ch- chatting with people it yeah. doesn't always have to be real estate related yeah and um, if you've got something in common or if you've got children or where are you from and stuff you get chatting building relationships and then i'll try and sort of like ask qualifying questions. So mm-hmm. are you looking for yourself? or Are you looking for a family member? Or do you have a house to sell? Do you know what it's worth? Yeah. Would you like a free valuation? Do you want to talk about my marketing plan? Perfect. You know, just ask questions like that. I so like my goal it. is to build relationships. Build, and yeah. whatever comes
0: from, it comes from. it. Maybe and, someone lives in the neighborhood and they need a the list. Or totally. maybe it's a buyer. Or maybe they're interested in the house.
2: And they might have an agent there and then. But that might not work out down the line. Yeah. And then they might call you. And that's happened to me a lot. Oh, we've got an agent, and then they call me a few months later.
0: And that attitude of curiosity. It's like, let me learn more about these people. And Mm -hmm. that's great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Derek, what about you? So strategy, your goal, you're setting it up. What are you trying to do?
3: So I never go into an open house, which I think this might change after hearing Rob's stories, but uh, (laughs) I never really go into an open house expecting to sell that house. Yeah. So, I mean similar to you uh it's it's just never happened to me i have been told it it should happen to every agent at least once so hopefully that's 2020 but yeah that's uh, right (laughs) but my attitude and mindset is to again similar to donna's to develop relationships um but to get contact information yeah so that but you can't get contact information unless you've built rapport so i want to walk away from the open house feeling like i was successful and efficient but i have someone to talk to you on monday tuesday wednesday yeah. Um, so yeah, my mindset is just to again realize that they're there to either buy a house, they have a house to sell, or they're looking for a realtor, and I want to help them with all either one of those three things. So so
0: we've all we've all mentioned a little bit how we're engaging with people, but let's let's talk about that moment of getting the contact information. Like what is the and I call it the strategy: pick up clients and connect with visitors, and obviously asking questions. We shared some of that, but uh, Derek, starting with you. Um, so what is that capture point? How do you engage them to say, now it's time yeah. that I, I provided value, or whatever it is. Talk, talk to us about that. Do, so, do people sign in? Do they? What are you doing? I don't do sign-in
3: sheets. Okay. I, I feel like it's just really awkward. Okay. Um, and, but for any newer agent, it's a, it's a nerve-wracking thing to ask for someone's contact information. I've gotten really comfortable with it. But uh, again, the whole strategy that I do from start to finish is very flowy. It's very ninja. Um, but at some point in time, you can tell if this person wants to engage with you or not. Holy. The people that are just, like, brushing you off, they're not really answering your questions, or one-word answering you, they want to look around. Like, I always ask people, would you like a guided tour of the house or would you like to just spend some time on your own? Mm-hmm. And uh, no one ever accepts the opportunity to have a guided tour, yeah. which is totally cool with me, <laughs> but at least I showed them that I'm willing to show them all the features, things like that. But at some point in time, you're standing in the kitchen, I try to get everyone to the kitchen. I get, well, that's where I end up with it everyone and then I'm asking the questions and then I always ask them um, are you guys working with a realtor right now in any in any regard and they say well no not right now and then I ask them this one question that has been really effective for me I say are you open to discussing the potential of working together and it's very non-invasive it's um, very soft close. and every time they say yeah sure so by the time I've asked that question I've got my notebook and I got a pen in my hand so if I say to you hey Lindsay are you open to discussing the potential of working together and you say, yeah, sure. Then my pen goes onto the paper, and I go, great. What's the best email to reach you at? And then you say, Lindsay Smith at CIR Realty. It's, I, I yeah. love that it's
0: almost like non, um, non-threatening of like, not you know can we work together? Yeah. It's like, are you open to the potential? Open I like to that. discuss it. Because I'm open yes. to anything. Yeah, like, it's like, yeah okay, all I want to do on. is
3: talk to you about the potential of working together. Yeah. So then when my pen hits the paper, and you say your name, I always ask, even if it's Smith, yeah. I always ask, can you spell that for me? Yeah. Because it could be a longer last name, and then so, I always say with an S. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but I I've had it before where um, I've wrote their address, email address Ab- down. Right. Absolutely. So, but yep, then after after they've given your email or their email, I always ask for the phone number. Yeah. And because we're Canadians, and I think because you've built that rapport already, and you've gone through the forward questions from Ninja, um, no one has ever said, you know what, just keep my email. I've always so, and I kind of use the whole um, like sales tactic. I don't know where I learned it, but if my pen's on the paper and I've asked you a question and the next person who talks loses, I go, Well, okay, great, what's the next phone number or what's the best phone number that I can reach you at? Yeah. And then I go like this and I and I shut up and I wait. And then they start going. Sometimes they hesitate, but they'll go, four oh three, and you just write it down. <laughs> and so I don't I don't classify having gotten a contact yeah. unless I have your name, phone number, and email. Right. Because I want all three because of and again it comes into the bomb bomb strategies and things like that. There's so many you want to be yeah. able to contact them in multiple ways. But um, those are my strategies to uh,
0: connect and, and get, have capture their information. Totally. Um, Rob, strategies to uh, capture their information when it comes time?
1: Yeah, well, I agree a lot with what Derek said. I, I do a very similar thing. And when it's a buyer, I try to question them out to figure out if they're a buyer or not. And then uh, I try to chit chat them up about uh, whatever, that I'm a very knowledgeable realtor. And, and then, then I asked if they'd like me to send them a few listings faster, easier. And uh, I just learned a couple things from you. I do it the same way, but i you've got a few things down. So I try to get their email address and phone number and I throw them into the computer right there on the spot. I get them to help me set a search up because it's better that way. Yeah. And I go, look, I'm not Mr. Pushy Realtor. If anything comes up that you want to see, I'm on it right now, but I'm not going to phone you and bug the heck out of you, no problem. Uh, I started uh, doing a buyer's guide that I just kind of finished with some help from the CIR stuff. Yeah. And I found more and more millennials especially don't want to really engage you. So I've got a buyer's guide to try to hand out to these people. And the first page I put it in is uh, tips on open houses, which uh, speaks a lot about how realtors are there just to pick you up and use you to buy a house. And maybe you need to get somebody that uh, you could work with like like me, you know? And uh, so I I do that. And then uh, sometimes I get a lot of uh, sellers, neighbors and sellers, and and they're never ready to do anything. Sometimes they tell me they let's less, but sometimes they come in and they're feeling you out. So I've got my big, thick uh, listing book that I go through real quick, and I go, you know, i got this guy's house looking like this, and I can do the same to yours. Here's my uh, listing guide. There's a few things not in there, and if you'd like me to come over and finish filling it out for you, give me a call. So I try to have some good information for both buyers and sellers.
0: Perfect. Yeah, thanks. Donna, what's
1: that? How are you
0: capturing information or, 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 uh, I'm going to say, connecting to get the client type?
2: I tried to, the sign-in as well, and I, I didn't like it. It yeah. was awkward, yeah. and people are like, I'm not giving you
1: my phone. Yeah, phone right? totally.
2: So it just it didn't work for me. So it's just building relationships. Um, and like you had said about, you had said something earlier, Rob, about um, I can send you the listings the minute that they go act of when realtors get them. So that's a good one. That's been a successful one for me as well. Like, can I get you going on a home search? So what I can do is, is I can tailor it for you, For your needs, and then you will get the list in the same time as realtors get it. Yeah. Right? So that's worked out good for me. Um, But it just has to be natural, and I have to, I just feel as if you have to pick up on people's body language. And not everybody's a good fit, No. right? So no, I don't totally. want I don't want every client. I've had clients that have been a class A pain in my birthday, <laughs> and I don't ever want to work exactly. with people like that oh, what? ever yeah. again. Uh, class A pain in my birthday. Oh, class
0: A pain. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't want
2: to work with these people. So yeah, totally. you know, they might not work good with me. They might work good with Rob, or you know, like it might work out better. But totally. it doesn't work out. You don't need to take every single client, right? That's so right. I think it has to be natural. Somebody's willing to give me their phone number. Then it's willing, exploring, working with them, yeah. right? Mm. So you don't, like I said, you don't need to take every single client, yeah, and, and, and you don't and want all everything. of you have in your careers
0: earned the right that, and we've all we've all had enough pain in the hooky. <laughs> yeah, pain <laughs> in the booties that uh, you know that it's uh, that, that that this person is going to cause more problems. Totally. Than, than good for my business. Totally, totally. Uh, that's awesome.
2: But I'll tell you actually something I was thinking about on my way here today that I don't use enough for the open house. Um, I don't use it at all, actually, which is so bad for open houses for capturing information. And you guys make it so easy with all the CIR competitions. Yeah, all oh, with the Alberta yeah, experience. I mean, that now. is amazing. The, that is yeah. so amazing.
1: Chuck right? And
2: you're because you're going to put in your correct information if you want to win a prize. So you guys make it easy. So I should be using that more.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. they're great. To have, I mean, that's that's even sort of a social media thing. If you're going to be in the neighbourhood, totally. swing by. And and the value of that almost becomes to where Let's say one of the people you already know swings by, and you're like, I know you're not gonna buy this house, yep. but you know what? You know that I'm a realtor, yep. and I've rented. I always say when you have that interaction with someone, you've rented about three weeks of space in their mm-hmm. brain so that if they see somebody who has a uh, real estate transaction coming up, mm-hmm. uh, then that's I think it's a great opportunity. And if, you're, if you give your, per, your friends permission to come in and say hello at an open house, mm-hmm. it makes it busier, so it gets that yeah. that, that sense of urgency there because mm-hmm. you get some warm bodies in there. Yep. But yeah. also, if it's quiet, what you get to shoot the shoot the crap with someone, yeah. shoot the shit. I guess we're on a podcast, <laughs> we can say that. So you get to you get to have a great conversation with this mm-hmm. person, reconnect. That's not a bad thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, love that, love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good. And and you use we try to make those tools um, available. Yep. Um, so Donna, back to you. On this, one. Actually, I'll just share one thing, too, that I did. It's a bit different than some people. They bring materials. You, you had talked about this, Rob, your guide. Um, I had an article that I wrote, The Six most Dangerous Real Estate Trends, and I always started my career, because I was actually blown away when I first started my career that we could send searches automatically and people would get matches, the second that they came on, so you're sitting at the office, you're sitting there, you had matches the same time. Realtors yep. got them before they hit Realtor.ca, mm-hmm. and I think I said it with such passion and conviction and surprise, and, and mm-hmm. uh, that when people heard that, they're like, "Yeah, I'd love that. Like, yeah. I can set you up on this. It's the most amazing thing ever." <laughs> people were like, "Oh my gosh!" And every realtor could do it, but uh-huh. um, I, I really sold it. And then, and then I wrote an article called "The Six Most Dangerous Real Estate Trends," and it didn't matter if they were neighbors kicking tires, passing by, just getting ice cream, if they were a serious buyer. Um, when they were in the house, I always asked them the same questions. I almost had mine scripted too, where, you know, go up, take a look at the house. Let me know what you think. I don't own the house. You're not going to offend me. I want your honest feedback. Mm-hmm. And that opened up the opportunity. When they came down the stairs, I was going to ask them, what did you think? Mm-hmm. And then whatever they said, I always asked them had they heard about the open house. And they came in. And then at the very end, I always said, um, you know, I kind of thought about it. So you guys are just kind of like, yeah, you know, actually, we got this guide on the six most dangerous real estate trends. Why don't I fire it off to your email? I think it'll help you out. And even if they said, I'm working with someone, I said, great, you know, share with them so you can protect the process. Mm -hmm. And then every once in a while they're like, well, 90% of the time they gave me their contact information, which was Mm -hmm. amazing. But we said, um, but that softened the wall Mm -hmm. to ask more questions Mm -hmm. um, once that went. So that was great. So Donna, so they leave the open house now. Um, You sort of have the start of a relationship. Mm -hmm. What are you doing to follow up?
2: Well, it depends. Um... If they're wanting me to go and give them a valuation, I'll call them. I always try and call people anyway, as opposed to texting or emailing, and I think there's absolutely a place for texting and emailing. But I think that you've got the risk of losing your one-to-one with people by not actually picking up the phone and speaking to them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's good for building relationships. It's very easy to misread a text or an email or something like that. I like to speak to people and, if the client would prefer to text, work, whatever, that's also fine, but um, if it's a listen appointment, I'll even say, look, I can. what are you doing after this, I can shoot over and meet you and have a quick look at your house and then I can come show you some stats and come back to your proper valuation, but I always say to people, you know, for me to be really specific and give you a proper valuation of your house, it takes me about three hours. Right. I, wow. It takes me about three hours to do that and be really specific about your house. I want people to know I'm working for them, right? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. not. This is going to take me two minutes and whatever. Like, I want them to know that I'm working for them. But I'll tell you another thing that I absolutely love. It's a real office. The real office 360. To oh, actually, yeah. Please, okay. To yeah. actually pull that up on your laptop and say to people, I don't know if you guys use it, but you're obviously so a, a ninja. It's a CRM called uh-huh. real
0: office 360. Oh. And, and it's
2: like focus first. Yes. So if you've done Focus First, did you do Ninja as well? I, so the Focus First that came with the Ninja, it's like a condensed version of that, yeah. and I think it's amazing. So it has,
0: it has visual stats that you can pull up, yes. and then of uh, the areas and things Love like it. that. It's, it's awesome. Love
2: it, and people are like, oh, you can pull that up just like that. Hmm. Right? It's, focus First. Yep, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, well, Real, this office isn't, Real, Real Office 360. Real Office 360. It's a, yeah. <laughs> it's a condensed version here. of it, but it's brilliant. I really like it. So that's good to show people, especially open houses as well.
0: Hmm. Fantastic, mm-hmm. fantastic. Rob, what's your follow-up strategy look like?
1: Well, it hasn't been that great the last couple of years, and I'm paying for that. But, uh, you know, if I can get people, you know, doing a few searches, uh, I try to email them and ask them if they're getting the right information. And, I, and I'm and i phoning more, you're absolutely right. Uh, I've learned my lesson about not phoning as much as I should, because I've been too busy, I tell myself. Yeah. And I just email them and, uh, you know, and uh, sometimes, that, comes back but uh, if it's for like a home evaluation or something if they've talked to me about that I'm phoning them you know and I'm telling them you know uh, when can I come over I need a few hours to prepare I'm good anytime just you know give me some time to do it and uh, see what happens yeah you know? but uh, definitely I need to do more phoning like Donna said and uh, some of these buyers you meet they're a little tough uh, I do get their phone numbers now like you said I was just getting their email addresses but I actually make them fill it out and I once they put the email address down like you say what's the best phone number I add that into yeah. and they do give it but uh, you know with the buyers it's a bit tough they don't answer you they, you know I leave messages they never call me back but uh, you know the right ones will pop back up but they, they all definitely need to be pursued to some point
0: yeah perfect perfect and and Derek you uh,
3: you have some strategy you're using video too yes uh, tell us a little bit about that so I do the same as these guys I'll try to get them on the phone first of course um, but you know, uh, people don't answer, they don't call you back. Yeah. So I like to, if I can't get you on the phone in the next 24 to 48 hours, um, I'll send a Bonbon bomb bomb video. Uh, and if people watching this aren't familiar with Bon video, it's uh, a video email platform that you can send through text message um, you can send. it, well, I do it ninety-five percent through email. Yeah. But they open the email. They see a picture of me. I'm usually holding a whiteboard that says "Hey Lindsay" on it. So it piques their curiosity and they watch it. It's got all my they branding. Know it's personalized, yeah. yeah. They got all. It's got all my branding in there. So on my bomb bomb template, they can click my Instagram. It goes to them. My Instagram. My Facebook goes to there. They can click my C, the CIR logo. It goes to my CIR page. So it's like super handy. My website um, gives them all sorts of resources. But then I just say quick one minute video about. Hey, Lindsay, it was great to meet you and Kirsten at the open house this weekend. I'd really love to sit down, to, uh, have coffee and talk to you. And I use whatever they told me was their pain or pleasure points. Yeah. So like, hey, we really need a bigger house. We ha- we're pregnant. We need, we need you know, we need a nursery or whatever. Like, I'd really love to sit in there. Have, yeah. I'd really <laughs> love to sit and have coffee with you guys and discuss the possibilities of getting you into that bigger house this year. Now, I know you're really busy, but uh, why don't we try to shoot for like next week or whatever. And then I get the notification that they watched it. Usually, that can be pretty effective. Yeah, That's um, awesome. Yeah, it's, it's sweet. That's fantastic. That's awesome. And
0: bomb bomb, we're mm-hmm. seeing more and more people using it now, and just to add that personal touch where someone doesn't want to engage. Mm-hmm. Every single bomb bomb video I've ever gotten, email I've opened, um, well, the- it comes right in the email, and I just, I just, you know, it's it's engaging.
3: The thing that I like to say as well is because, like you said, realtors are doing open houses all at the same time. So they might've met four or five other realtors who are yeah. all blowing up their phone um, or sending them texts or doing whatever that day. If they're, I mean, not everyone's as good as we are, but, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> but if if they're getting other calls from other realtors, then all of a sudden they get this video email from you and then they remember who you are and, and you say something that you know resonates with them, all of a sudden they're like, well, Forget these guys, I yeah. wanna meet with this guy. Now again, the conversion numbers are what they are. I've found that like for every 10 contacts I get, I'll be able to book three appointments. Right. So that's still seven. That's fantastic. That's still seven people that ignore you. But I mean, mm-hmm. how long does it take to punch seven numbers and let it ring to a voicemail? And I always leave a voicemail, but you, I think if you have your expectations set in the right area that you're gonna hear no a lot more than yes. Um, There's more money in the nose. You get paid more to hear no, actually. When <laughs> tell you take us, a tell us about
0: that just really quickly because I, I think this is a genius, so, a genius uh, so, a concept.
3: So let's say, just for simplicity numbers, every deal that you do pays you $10,000. Yeah. And you talk to 10 people. Yeah. And you get three deals. Yeah. That's 30 grand. Yeah. Okay. So if you divide 10 by 30, that's 3,000 each. Yeah. So the seven people that said no to you paid you $21,000 and the three people that said yes only paid you nine. Yeah. So unless you go through those seven strikeouts, every time someone says no to you, you're like, ka-ching, three grand, ka-ching, three grand. This guy's not calling me back. Sweet. And maybe I don't say ka-ching. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I like to think of it as every time I get rejected or heard or someone doesn't answer me, call, my calls or, or whatever, that I'm still getting paid. It's yeah. just getting me one step closer to the three people that say yes, they buy something, and then I have a close transaction. Perfect.
0: So you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Absolutely. Wayne Gretzky. There you go. Michael Scott. Yeah. Derek Timmons. That's, <laughs> a, that's an office joke. Anyways. Um, to Donna, uh, tell us, uh, oh, we, we already talked about follow-up. They're perfect. Um, so last, I, first of all, that's, that's the end of our open house questions. And I, and I want to thank you guys so much for that. But I do have one final question to take, it, take us home. And I want to start with Rob because um, you said you had a challenging year last year. And you weren't alone on that. Um, I mean, you've had historically such a uh, such an awesome, uh, awesome career. And what I like is that you said that is that now in January you're busy again. So here's the question: um, What advice would you give people looking to get busy again or increase their business in 2020? Um, what's changed for you?
1: Well, I had a talk with you just uh, because you offered it and I did it. You just set my brain in the right direction. I just needed that little tilt from someone to do it. I'm just uh, engaging in my database that uh, some of them I haven't spoken with for years. And I noticed that when I switched to a CRM, a whole bunch of people got left out. Mm-hmm. So I'm capitalizing on that. I realized I didn't send a bunch of Christmas cards. So now I'm phoning them or sending them a personal note saying, I forgot to send you a Christmas card. And uh, it's keeping me busy every day. And all of a sudden, it's just like magic. Things just started happening. And I said, uh, you know, just to get back to where I was, I have to close three plus deals a month. That's that's the minimum. Yeah. So like I've already done it in January, no problem. Yeah. You know, it's just, it all just is falling together because I'm trying. I'm following up my database Following up and anything that comes new, and my attitude's better. You know, well, I'm not uh, going down. I'm going up.
0: And let's, uh, and, you know, and what's cool about is that our our interaction came from because you wrote me a personal note. You wrote me you were, a handwritten you note. You wrote my
1: first personal note, and you replied back to me, "Ron, if there's anything I can do for you, if yeah. you ever want to have a one-on-one." And I thought, sure, why not? Yeah. And then that just encouraged me to do more, and it's just a uh, domino in the right direction.
0: Awesome, cool, Derek. Um, what advice
3: would you give someone to look their increase their business in 2020? Stay active. Yeah, every day. What do you mean Uh, by that? Well, every every day, touch base with people, make your phone calls, um, always try to put new blood into the business. So, I mean, if you're brand new and even if you move to a town where you don't know anybody, you can be doing open houses, you can be doing social media, um, but just make sure that everywhere you go, like I listed and sold a house last year of a guy that I met in the steam room at the gym. We didn't talk about real estate in the steam room, but we were just chatting or whatever. The next time I seen him, we started talking. And then I was like, what do you do for a living, blah, blah, blah. I told him I was a realtor. And he was like, man, I'm thinking about selling my house. I'm like, cool, give me your number. So if you have the attitude that everywhere you go, you can be meeting somebody that could potentially um, be a new friend and a relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, every person knows five to seven people who are going to move this year. Yeah. So if you're like the guy that they think of when they think of real estate, you could get those referrals. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. But just always have the mindset and the attitude that today I'm going to meet someone, I'm going to talk to people, and I'm going to discuss real estate. Perfect.
0: And Donna, you've had such a um, great career and consistent as well. Um, tell us about what advice you would give somebody to increase their business this year.
2: Keep your eyes on the prize. Just keep your eyes on the prize. Be consistent and be dedicated and go back to basics. Be a ninja. Yeah. Write mm-hmm. personal notes. Yeah. Remember birthday cards. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I had asked for the details somebody had put it on Facebook before. And some I've, I've actually had the information now. I'm pretty sure previously I had seen something where people had the Starbucks Starbucks, Starbucks? Starbucks. Starbucks gift <laughs> cards. And it was with their uh, logo and stuff like that on it. And I just think, great, just put a wee 20 bucks in there for someone's birthday or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, but I think keep consistent. Make sure you open house every single weekend mm-hmm. and have a positive mental attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Just stay positive. Don't let... Every no is closer to a yes. That's the way I look at it. Every no is closer to a yes, and just get your head down and go on with it.
0: Mm-hmm. I love it, and I love what you talked about. Uh, we talk about staying top of mind with people. You got to be top of mm-hmm. mind, and people think, well, that's that's got to be expensive bus benches or farming campaigns. I'm like it doesn't. No. It can be uh, the birthday card. I've never it can advertised. Be, yeah. yeah, and and Facebook. it's yeah, and it can be these yeah. things that you just touch base with someone yep. and say, you know, I, I'm sorry. You know, I I'm sorry I didn't send you that send you yep. that Christmas card. Like I. I just mm-hmm. realized that all the database didn't transfer mm-hmm. over. I might not even have your update yep. information. Can I grab that? How are mm-hmm. things? And, yep. and right away, you rented that space in people's mind again where everyone knows five to seven people, and then yeah. you're the one. And it's just, it's the, it just works magically. And open houses is such a great place to, to meet new people, yep. to
1: extend that. Lindsay, just to throw something into that, yeah. uh, I went and visited a couple of people that I didn't send a Christmas card to. And you know what they said to me? Oh, we were talking to another realtor because we didn't think you sold real estate in this area anymore. And I said, give me your contact information. I'm setting a search up for you right now. And they were game to deal with me, no problem, but I'd let it slide. And they were talking to other people. I couldn't believe it, but it's true.
0: And and I just talk about connecting with people after a long time. It's like you have that moment where you call somebody you haven't called them in a while. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, actually, we moved since then. And you're just like, uh, yeah. after you pull the knife out, you have to say, okay, okay, no problem. This is my fault, yeah. uh-huh. and and move on. Um, again, okay. So wrap it up. Thank you all so much, and I love that um, you guys all have your your brilliant strategies that that work. And one thing, my biggest takeaway from this, uh, not my biggest. I have like same with Derek. Is like I got to take notes here, but I love the fact of that you're. The way that the house is presented can be a reflection on your brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Just, just mm-hmm. outstanding, and mm-hmm. um, yeah. And I'm looking forward to watching all of your success in 2020 here. So thank you, thank you guys again for joining us on the show. Cheers, it's my pleasure. Awesome. So, Thanks, Lindsay. yeah, thank you all for uh, tuning in, and thank you for listening. And don't forget to uh, like CI Realty Business Mastery on Facebook and follow us on Instagram, and also uh, download this wherever you get your podcast from. Um, What's the, what's the, the Google on Google Play, um, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple, Apple iTunes. So grab uh, down to the podcast, uh, take a look, and check out our other episodes. And thank you all for joining us. Have a great day.